How will the war in Gaza and the Middle East affect you, our mortgage rates, our inflation figures, our economy? If you think you're safe and you're, you're away from that region, think again. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Today I want to talk about the, the war in Gaza. I've just done uh, a TV interview as a panel guest uh, for Press TV. They, they cover uh, the, this, this situation very well on there. And I was particularly talking about the economic impact of this war in Gaza. Um, and what, what they've said here is that, according to the UN, nearly 90 percent of Gaza's 2.3 million people are now displaced. Uh, I understand that the, uh, the the unemployment level there is, is over 85 percent. And if you think, you know, in the UK, if we have three or four percent unemployment, that's considered a disaster. Uh, they've got 85 percent unemployment. And that was before Christmas. Uh, the economy has ground to a halt. Uh, the whole region has been affected uh, because everything around there, Egypt, Jordan, the neighboring countries, including Israel, are, are suffering. They say that the, the Arab countries surrounding Gaza, their economies could be affected by a drop of 2.3% in GDP, uh, 10 billion pounds worth of lost uh, business to the economy in, in those areas. And Israel too, I mean, they, they, their estimated spend on this war is going to be 60 billion and, and counting, depending on how long it goes on for. Uh, so th there's going to be an effect. And if you think you're sitting there in London and America and Europe and think, well, this is not going to affect me, mate. I'm OK. Uh, what's for dinner? Uh, think again, because look at now what's happening with the the, the shipping. Uh, I want to share a screen with you here because uh, we, we can see more clearly on on a on a, a map here. But if you look at what's happening in, in the Red Sea, uh, that the shipping is that there's been bombings against ships by the Houthi rebels. And this is this means that shipping has to now navigate halfway around the world to, to avoid this this area. Um, let, let's have a look here. So and if you can see this this map here of where where a, a vessel has been hit now from above by missiles. This is today by on, on, on Monday the 14th by missiles near the, the Yemeni city of Aden. Of course, that was once occupied by Britain, Aden. Um, okay, so th th if the shipping's coming through here uh, to, to get across here in either this way or that way, uh, it it's not going to happen now because of what's going on here. And this is why America and Britain have now um, over the weekend had strikes, uh, missile strikes on, on Yemen. Uh, but if you think the shipping can get through here, through the Suez Canal, which I'm, I'm moving along here, you know, from this part of the world into, into Europe. Now it has to go all the way around Africa and same with the other way around. It has to go all the way around Africa. So that has already put up oil prices in, 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 in the West. And, and that could mean higher inflation. And what does higher inflation usually mean? Higher interest rates. I, I said in another recent podcast, this uh, just, just gone, that uh, the uh, inflation hasn't gone away. And, and we've seen inflation rise in, in Germany, in the Eurozone, and I think it's about to rise in America. But just when we thought inflation was getting under control, it, it seems to be rearing its ugly head again. And oil prices are one of the things that can really hit inflation because everything depends on oil and transport. Uh, so if oil rose to $80 a barrel last week, uh, this, this could start to hit inflation. And then if interest rates go up, that could stop the, the, the decline in interest rates we've had Recently, we've had some good news on interest rates, but what will this war do? And don't forget that uh, in, in most uh, previous wars, they're, they're led by some economic problem. And there's, there's a saying that 
when all else fails, they take you to war. And, and we see that, you know, the economy in, in America, look at the debt they've got, 33 trillion in debt. Uh, they, they've got serious problems there. China has got debt. Japan has got debt. China, Japan is printing money like there's no tomorrow. And of course, the UK uh, is, is, you know, again, a multi-trillion dollar uh, debt and, and counting. So now they're talking about what central bank digital currencies. It's, it's like we can feel that there's some sort of economic uh, reset coming and uh, and that is usually preceded by a war. When all else fails, they take it to war. In, in times of economic climate, when they need to sort of reset the economy, a war seems to arise from nowhere. And you know, don't forget America in, in its 300 year history, only 18 years of that 300 year history they've, has been without war. In all the other years, they've been in some sort of war or conflict internally or externally. And I'm sorry to say this, but, you know, the, the governments, not the people, but the governments of, of the West seem to, 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 to promote war. They seem to like a war. And that costs billions. I mean, Rishi Sunak was in Ukraine recently uh, saying we're going to stand by uh, Ukraine, which, which is all very laudable. But he then said, we're going to give you two billion. OK, that, that's fine. Thank, thanks very much, Rishi. That's very generous of you. I mean, did you give it this from your own money or from your father-in-law's money? No, it's from taxpayers' money. Did he ask Parliament about this? Did he ask me about this? I'm a taxpayer. Did he call, say, Charles, is it all right if I give away two billion? No, of course not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. They talk about a billion now as if it's a hundred pounds or a thousand pounds. You know, oh, give away a billion here and a billion there. Two billion for this, two billion for that. I mean, they haven't got enough money to pay the junior doctors. They said that would cost nearly a billion. Can't do that. Oh, no, no way. But yeah, send money to, to Ukraine to, as far as I'm concerned, was a corrupt regime for, for many, many years. Uh, they'll, they'll send that money there. Um, and if you think what a billion is, it's a thousand million pounds. That's a thousand million. That's a millionaire times a thousand. If you're a millionaire, you could probably live on that for the rest of your life. But imagine a billionaire. You could live on that for the rest of your life. Your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren could live on that money for the rest of their lives. It would be a generational change. And yet a billion is just thrown around uh, just like there's no tomorrow. I mean, Israel, 60 billion on the, on a war. Um, missiles. Some of these missiles can cost hundreds of millions of pounds and they're firing them out like like crazy, like fireworks, you know. So they've all seemed to have money for wars. Well, do they have money? It's, is it borrowed money? Is it more debt for us to pay back in, in the future? But it's a very worrying time because if you think of the First World War, it escalated from a dispute between, you know, the, the Archduke of Austria and Serbia. And he went to, to Serbia, didn't he? Um, uh, what, what was the city? Um, Sarajevo got assassinated. Yeah, so a guy gets assassinated. So what? That was the spark that led to the First World War. And when it when there was a First World War, I don't forget you had the, the German royal family and the, the British royal family all interrelated and getting on with each other. Suddenly they're at each other's throats. And that war was supposed to end in six months. By Christmas, they said it went on for four years. It it probably was the start of the downfall of the British Empire, the downfall of Britain as a as a world superpower, as the reserve currency. And, and look what's happened since then. That led then to the Second World War. So you never know what small events can lead to wars. Um, and, you know, we, we're seeing it's very worrying times at the moment. It, it, the, these things can escalate up. And then, you know, don't forget we've got China and Taiwan and that's going on there. America sending a delegation out there has sent 
uh, congrats to the the new Taiwanese prime minister. That's that's already angered China for interfering. So we we don't know what's going to happen. One thing we do know is happening is that America is is the reserve currency. The dollar is the reserve currency of the world. So most trade is done in dollars. So if say Iran wants to sell their oil to to the West, they would have to go through the 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 the, the, the channels and sell it in dollars. But they're under sanctions. Uh, so they can't do that. So what have they done? Russia has now formed uh, a coalition. This is a long term plan called the BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, uh, China, South Africa. But this, this is now spreading. This is now a bigger uh, organization that includes Iran, it includes Saudi. It, up until recently, it included uh, Argentina. They've dropped out because they've got a new president who's more in favor of linking with America. But but this this coalition represents a very large proportion of the world's population and GDP. And it means that those countries can then trade without using the dollar. So Iran can sell uh, oil to to China and China pays them in their own currency and and so on. So and and then they can trade back with with those currencies. So what will happen with the dollar? I mean, at the moment, the dollar is still the the currency to have. You you know, you, you can't go around the world, you know, with with. Uh, any any old currency and do trade. You you do need dollars, right? Uh, so it's still strong at the moment. I think it's still the place to be. But what will happen in the future? Are we seeing the Amer- the end of the U.S. empire? Just we saw as we saw the end of the the, the British Empire, um, especially after the Second World War, when you had the Breckenwood Agreement and you know the, the pound was then no longer the the world reserve currency. And, and at that time, I think there was four dollars to a pound, right? Four dollars to a pound. What is it now? You know, what what are the currencies now? They're just bits of paper that they print. And and if you, if you think of the rise in the price of assets like property, you wonder: have the property prices really risen that much, or is it just that the that the currency asset has gone down uh, and leaving the property still up there? Uh, you know, we know that the, the currencies. Uh, are, you know, if you think about what you could do with with uh, ten pounds or twenty pounds or a hundred pounds just twenty or thirty years ago, and what you can do with it now, you can see what's happening. So, what do you have to do with this? What what do you, what do you have to do to prepare? Well, I, I would just keep an eye on on events. I, I would certainly be you know watching my pennies this year, uh, following the money tips that I give out here, so that you can save as much money as possible. Because I know a lot of people are still suffering from higher interest rates from higher fuel costs and food costs. And even though they say inflation is down here, it's really, you know, probably more like 10 to 15 percent if you take everything into account, like like food and and the costs that are probably manipulated in some way. So I think you, this is a year um, to, to be careful. Uh, we're not out of the woods yet. We're definitely not out of the woods yet. I think uh, we, we'll see a big stock market correction this year and probably a correction in property prices. So that could be good news for First-time buyers, of course, uh, if they can get get themselves on the property ladder, interest rates. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, we've seen interest rates fall in, but yeah, they say you, there's a four percent fixed rate, but it's got a seven thousand pound fee. Well, that's not a four percent fixed rate. You know, a two or five year fixed rate uh, for for uh, at four percent with a seven thousand pound fee is just ridiculous. It it is really just ridiculous. Uh, it, it's it's not really a four percent rate at all. And I don't know how long these these things can last. Lenders have come down with the they've, they've reduced their interest rates. Why? Because they can't lend. If they don't lend, they don't they don't eat. You know, and they have to start laying off staff, which has happened. So this year, I think 
it's very worrying times with all these wars going on. Very worrying times that the government seems so keen to take us to war. I mean, let's face it, you know, if Biden sends troops to war, he's not going to be affected, is he? He's not going to die. But, but these people will send thousands of people to their deaths. It's almost it's almost psychopathic. Um, it, it's, it's crazy, really, that they're, they're so quick to do that. And at the end of the day, you know, when everything's smashed up and people are dead, what do they do? They have to start talking. So I would say more George or and less war war is, is the way forward. So that's just my little rant of the week about the war. Don't think you're not affected because these things have a, a you know, it's a small world now. Uh, we're already seeing oil prices rise. We, we are going to see more turmoil, more turmoil in, in the stock market and for property prices in the West. So just be careful. I, I think you've got to uh, watch your money these days. You've got to be careful how you spend your money, careful how you save and invest your money. And that's why I, I put out my podcast, uh, my um, webinars every week, which I'll, I'll put a link up to that. And I, you may have seen my recent uh, podcast on gold and how gold could fit into your strategy. Central banks are buying gold in record numbers. They're, they're, they're really the amount of gold that's been the demand for gold has gone up by over 90 percent in the last year. So they see something going on. Um, could there be a BRICS currency back, backed by gold? I don't know. I don't know if there's enough gold in the world to do that. But um, gold could certainly fit into your strategy as a safe haven for your money in these times of trouble uh, and turmoil, I'm saying. Uh, so, so do look out for that. Uh, check check my, my podcast. I interviewed uh, a guy from a gold company called Josh Saul. He gives a really uh, great uh, um, talk on how gold fits in with things like stocks, the stock market, stocks and shares, property, crypto, where, where gold sits in. He's not saying that all your money should go in gold, but he is saying that there, there is a place for it in, in these markets, especially when you're, you're leaving your money in a lot of money in cash. If you've got a lot of money invested in cash in, in, in the bank, you're, you're losing real spending power uh, in, in, on, the, on that cash. I know you can get slightly higher interest rates now, but a lot of people that are sitting with money in, in the bank on old deposit accounts earning one, two percent, three percent. That is losing money. That, and it's been losing money for a long time. It's losing buying power. Remember, cash over the long term has, has gone down in value, that the amount you can buy with cash has gone down in value due to inflation, whereas assets, property, stock market, uh, the S&P 500, the, even the FTSE have gone up in value and 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 gold, of course, and gold and silver in general has gone up. Gold has done very, very well over the last 10 years. So do check out that podcast and I will see you again on the next broadcast. Thanks a lot. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Thank you.